Some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. I'm, uh, I keep going through all the different parts of, of uh, the election fraud. Today, though, it was crazy. I got, uh, there's a new article out, and, oh, yeah, sorry, never mind. It's Heidi Beetle, so I don't even know if you could call that a real article. But uh, a farticle, a farticle, a farticle by a, a very confused man. Um, so I guess that Eric Coomer sued Patrick Byrne on Friday. Um, I'm just now reading up on this stuff, but I, I don't I want to know who's funding this guy. I mean, I want to know who's taking the money to create this lawfare. I want to know how, he, how long he can keep up this charade. How long? How long is he going to be able to keep up the charade? Well, I mean, if he has funding like he appears to, that's a great question. It looks like indefinitely, because there's no way that on his own this piece of trash has the ability to do this or the support. Yeah, so, but I guess the whole thing was, yeah, so that it, it's, uh, it, the, I don't even know how they call this content. We're, I'm a conspiracy theorist. What else? What else does this man write about? Conspiracy theorist, election denier, uh, removed uh, election conspiracy theorist. Dave, oh, Dave Clements is in here. Wow. This is interesting. That I, I was removed by the uh, Lynn Wood. They even put Lynn Wood in here. Wow. It's it's amazing. It's amazing what people get away with. Sorry, just as we were coming on, we uh, I, I got this article, which I think I think is fascinating, and I and I got to tell you, it to me, it's fine. Let's go, let's go. We got we got. I mean, the only people that did not lie that haven't been out there running into buildings and lying are now the ones that are lying. We're lying. We're the bad guys. And you know why they dropped this, Mr. Producer? You know why they dropped all this stuff? They dropped all this stuff because they want to get away from the fact that the CSPOA is going to drop a press release on investigating vo voter fraud across the entire country. They want, they want to kind of stand up this, uh, this lie. They're sta keep standing it up. Keep standing it up. And, Coomer, I know you're listening. I mean, we, we could do, I mean, you're a tough guy. So 
I think that if you want to be such a tough guy, and since you've talked about being such a tough guy, you know, in your in your writings about self-proclaiming being uh, being bipolar, maybe it was your other personality that, that got to you. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Maybe it was your other personality that was on that call. You know, the the theory is is that you weren't on the call and you came up with this call, and uh, yeah, people say, but but it, I wasn't on the call. I mean, th the stuff you come up with is just is absolute nonsense, nonsense. But I do want to, uh, I mean, I, I, I let people come on here and debate, right? Let's have a debate. And so instead of debating, Krimmer, since you're such a tough guy, isn't there like a, a UFC thing we can do? You know, I should probably call up, I'm serious, I, I, I should call up the UFC, Dana White, and say, listen, what if, what if me and Coomer settled it in a pay-per-view, right? Winner takes all. What do you think? What do you think, Mr. Producer? I think you'd sell a lot of tickets. I think we sell I think we sell a ton of tickets. Me and me and the coom. Me and the coomer and a UFC <gasps> and a UFC octagon. And the loser the loser of that deal. Um man. See, I already know he's gonna be a loser. So I, I guess we gotta come up with a balanced portfolio of, of what the loss would be. But, I mean, he's a tough guy, right? So, I mean, he could delete his Facebook page. Oh, wait. He oh, did we that. already he did, did that. He, he did could, that. He could delete his Twitter page. Ah, oh, crap, he did that. I did that, too. Let's see here. What else could he do? Mm. Oh, he could tell us the names of all the other people that committed fraud in the voting system, you know, this cabal system. He could tell us those names. I think Maybe. That's fair. I think that's fair. You know, and, and is he on psychotropic drugs? I think. I mean, I wouldn't. Die. I, don't know. I think he was on antidepressants. Actually, I but I'm not sure. That's total speculation. It's total speculation. But how do you sit there and lie like he does, and and then start suing people? I mean, I don't know. When you're a sociopath, it's not that hard. Well, it's kind of hard. Anyway, we have a great guest today. We've got a great update. Some more um, election fraud nonsense from happening in Georgia. It's it just, it, you know, Mr. Producer, do you have that, that slide really quick before we bring on Favorito, Favorito, uh, Garland Favorito, on, on a, the one with Tina Peters? Because I had to show it to somebody today. So this is a graph of Tina Peters, uh, Pam Anderson, and O'Donnell. And by the way, if you have not gone to Emerald Robinson's, um, if you have not gone to her uh, Substack or, or watched her on Lindell TV, um, I'm going to tell you, you should. Because Pam Anderson and Michael Donald together had a name recognition of practically zero and had, between the two of them, I think it was just over 1,000 Twitter followers total between the two candidates, one at 500, one at 400. And if you go down the pathway and look at how much they were known in the market, and, and somebody said that maybe they voted for Pam Anderson because they thought it was the Pam Anderson. No. No, that Looney Tune is on her 12th marriage somewhere in L.A., um, and she's definitely not running for office. Those, I'm pretty sure people who would vote for that were confused when they couldn't vote with OnlyFans tokens, but that's probably just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring on Garland Favorito. Garland, welcome to the show. Take this down, please. It's great to be back with you again. I really appreciate it. Hey, listen, you, you've got a lawsuit uh, out there because... 
it sounds like Dominion admitted there was problems and then said that the reason why the problems happened is because a log mixed with another log that mixed with I mean, I, I heard the explanation. That should be that explanation from that expert inside of Dominion should be enough to cause us to have a massive look under the hood with Dominion, in my opinion. Then again, I'm not a corrupt or a judge, so there's that. Yeah. Um, so we are trying to do that, um, and one of the ways we have done that is to challenge the elections. Uh, race there, the outcome of two races. One of them is a school board race where the Dominion system gave a candidate 3,317 votes who was not on the ballot. Uh, how do you do that? Um, we're challenging that one and we're also challenging Brad Raffensperger's race where Brad, who has purchased this uh, voting system against the will of the people, um, and it's and the United States District Court has found that it violates two Georgia laws, and then he declared himself the winner of the Secretary of State's primary after the machines gave him at least 13 percent more uh, votes and probably a lot more than that than he his highest uh, projection ever. So uh, lots okay. of things. Let, let's let's go back to the first part. Somebody got a number of votes that wasn't even on the ballot. Who's that? There was a candidate um, who was running for school board in my yep. county, county. She withdrew from the race. Mm -hmm. Her name was never printed on any ballot in the county, and yet the system reported that she got 3,317 votes in a school board district race. And the candidate who almost won had zero at the same time, which was 10, 12 p.m. on election night. How okay. do you explain how, that? How is that possible? I don't know. We're hoping that uh, Dominion or the Secretary of State of Polk County will come up with an answer for us when we get to court on that. Well, they got a lot of time. I mean, they'll come up with some crazy thing like time drift, or maybe they'll maybe they'll call it uh, um, expertise expertise drift. drift, and that the expertise of that candidate was so strong that people literally had to had to will her name onto the ballot. What do you think? You think that's you think that's possible, Garland? I mean, I'm I'm just asking. I I, I like. It. I mean, you'll probably won't get a better explanation than that. Vote drift? Is it vote drift? Yep. Yep. Ah, trust the media. Ah, trust the media. <laughs> we were watching a video yesterday of Brian, uh, Fre was it Br Breyer? Jim Brewer. Brewer. Jim Brewer. And he's a comedian. And so he did this entire uh, comedy thing where he was talking about Fauci and the uh, pandemic and how crazy it is. You can get on this tube of an airplane, sit down, but you got to stay six feet apart till you get on the plane. When you can sit, get on the plane, then you can take your mask off when you eat peanuts. And you're sitting like right next to people, <laughs> and they want to tell you how safe they are, and you got this air blowing down on you. Anyway, it was a great skit, and so I'm, I've been pulling stuff from that for the last uh, day just because I thought it was so funny. But I find this even more humorous. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it, if it wasn't so sad, it would be really funny. Uh, but we, you know, we had that race, and then we had the race in DeKalb, County, I think we talked about before, where uh, this was a, a Democrat uh, commission race 
all the candidates were Democrats, and one of the ladies got zero votes in the, her own precinct where she and her husband lived. She put in a, uh, a, a request to, for them to investigate that. So the county tried to recount, she recount the election, and the Dominion system failed exactly the same way it failed in Coffee County in 2020. Uh, it, it could not produce the results. They then went to a hand count audit, and the audit showed that she had been shorted 3,000 votes, and the system had failed to, to count 1,800 votes and given 1,400 votes to a candidate who, who, didn't, who never actually earned the votes. So okay, so how is that possible, Garland? How is that possible with the safest, most secure election in U.S. history? How is it possible with an election system that is the gold standard? Well, they, they, they are attempting to say that it was a, a, an alignment problem, and so it was oh. a human. This is just like Antrim County revisiting. But, but there, you know, an, an alignment error, as you know, uh, Joe, <laughs> would not cause that kind, those kinds of discrepancies. I mean, the system actually projected the wrong winners, uh, failed to count 1,800 votes, gave 3,000 votes, 1,400 to one candidate, took 3,000 away. That just doesn't happen in an alignment error. In an alignment error, typically you see one candidate's votes are given to another candidate, and that candidate's votes are given to a third candidate. That's uh, the kind of uh, ballot uh, definition of alignment problem that might be a legitimate human error. But this this was something really, really problem. And here's what's interesting, uh, Joe, uh, very problematic. What's interesting about this whole thing is this was the only race in the 2022 Georgia primaries that received a pre-certification audit. So the Dominion voting system has a 0% accuracy rate in Georgia for the 2022 primary. 0%? 0%. There is not one race, not one race in a candidate by a candidate that has been audited in the 2022 primary, fully audited, and found that the voting system actually printed the correct results. Not one. There's not only one. been a, not, not one. There's oh. only been two partial audits of one polling location and then another one of one tiny precinct. Not, not, not one race between candidates has been audited fully uh, in the state of Georgia. And I, I guess they're afraid that uh, whatever race they chose, the results wouldn't add up. So, I mean, I'm going to be Captain Obvious here. So the, the votes don't add up in, in those counties, in those counties. And by the way, Coffee County was one of the counties where during the election in 2020, they had to take down the system for three hours during the uh, uh, election, correct? They had to do an update in the middle of it. Isn't that the count, one of the counties they had to do that with? Yeah, the machine recount failed there. They never could get it to work. Yeah. They had QR code voting problems. They had a, a slew of problems. So, <laughs> Joe, what they did, they, they, literally, they testified before the uh, Georgia House uh, and the Senate, and they brought 13 megabytes of documentation with them, electronic documentation that they turned over to define everything that they had done. And the uh, state 
the Senate committee, Judiciary Committee, found uh, that the election should have never been certified in their report, the 2020 election in November in Georgia, according to this, the Senate Judiciary Subcommittee, should have never been certified, period. That's what their, their findings were. Um, and that was a bipartisan committee. So, uh, so that's, uh, nevertheless, you know, Secretary of State certified that, that race anyway, and we, you probably know the rest of the story as well as most other people. Yeah, so um, in the news today, Eric Coomer sued uh, Patrick Byrne, saying that uh, he's been defamed. So, um, I want to give a shout out to one of our other sponsors, too. That's Axos Bank. Um, I'm excited to have found this bank, and I've done a lot of research on this bank, and um, I'm supposed to have another conversation with them tomorrow because I'm, I'm really interested in how they uh, are going to protect people. I'm really interested in protecting people and their ability to protect their money. I'm not sure that the banking system related to the bigger banks would ever do that. It's one of the reasons why I've never been a part of any big banks. I, I gave that up nearly 20 years ago. Um, but I found this bank, Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American tradition. Let's take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a, a $150 bonus if you open one by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Um, if you go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details, that's A-X-O-S bank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, all you need is a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Uh, so Access Bank is federally insured. Member FDIC in there for us, all of us, accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Um, I don't know how you defame someone that defames themselves, but I mean, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's a new thing for defamation. And they went into the bluest part of the country into the most corrupt part of the country. They could have probably picked another one and, and Gavin Newsom's cousin could have been the judge in that one but that we're talking about a guy that ran uh security for dominion voting systems right yeah, the vice president not you know, not only that joe as you know he was the vice president of system and security and strategy and security yes strategy and security that's right yeah. and he held he held a patent on the adjudication process for dominion which is exactly where we're concerned where all the errors and the fraud occurred yeah. as all the documents were routed over to adjudication. We have found, Joe, that all of the ballots in Fulton County in 2020 were routed into adjudication because the filter had been set to explicitly route those into this adjudication holding area, which yeah. is very, very vulnerable to tampering. Yeah, so, and and uh, we were talking about this this morning with Melissa, who was the whistleblower for Dominion, and we've been able to gather some information from her. Uh, I mean, it, it, this sounds like a nightmare that could only be made if the company had programmers that were in a different country, like uh, Serbia or something. Oh, that's right. That's what's happened with Dominion. <laughs> they, all their code writers are in Serbia. Well, and, and not only that, uh, Joe, but the contractors that they brought into America were from Nigeria. And what? The, uh, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. Say that again. The contractors that Dominion brought into, into America, who ran uh, instrumentally a part of the 2020 election, 
were Nigerian citizens. They were not American citizens. Come on. You can't be real about it. This can't be true. You can't be telling me the truth now. Garland, tell me that this is not true. We have an affidavit uh, from the <laughs> contractor for Fulton County. Uh, and Wait. Who, uh, Come on! Acknowledges that it was... Uh, Oh my gosh. All right. So we have Nigerians that are running the election inside of Georgia that for the, the, the free voice of the American people, we have the code being written over in Serbia. We got a guy that's run strategy and security that said that Trump's not going to win. I mean, frankly, uh, I don't, I don't know how to put all this stuff together without thinking to myself, this doesn't make a really good salad. Like I wouldn't do <laughs> Well, think about one more thing, Joe. You are required to be a U.S. citizen to vote in this country. But if you want to handle all 524,000 dollars, you don't have to be a U.S. citizen. You can be a Nigerian citizen. I mean, did they just bring him off of a, a, a boat or an airplane and just walk him in and say, Shh, just don't talk to anyone. I know your English is a little cut up. I, speak French to them, please. <laughs> well, they, they're very well trained. Uh, they are extremely well trained. These people that are Dominion, that Dominion brought over are not slouches. They're very technically astute. Um, mm -hmm. And they don't have, they're not sworn, they're not even sworn to uphold the Constitution of the state of Georgia or the Constitution of the United States of America. So, so, so really, they're not breaking any law because, frankly, they just go back where they came from. Yeah, they certainly are not mm. breaking any Nigerian law or, or law of any other country. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm a little confused. I feel like I feel like this is like deja vu. We have we have uh, surveys that go out on a regular basis that are asking America if the founding fathers would say that that our country was a success 244 years later, uh, or I'm sorry, 246 years later, 47. Two, okay, somewhere around there, 246. I'll look it up and do the math later. Um, so that they they say that. That it's not a success. 24% say that they would say that success means 76% say that it isn't a success. Now, we were a success up to the point where the radical left started screwing things up. Now we have an election machine that can't get one race right. We prove that there was fraud. You proved there's fraud in Georgia. We proved there's fraud in Colorado. Uh, they used an algorithm. Anyone with a half a brain that sees it would go. And, and I've had to, I've been convincing people all week. They're looking at it like that's not true, Joe. That's not really the vote. All right, come over here. Let me show you how it came in. Let me show you the data. And they're like, Joe, this means that there's fraud. No. So we proved it. Mainstream media is lying about it. Double down, double down, double down, double down, double down. Right? Th these massive. Crap bags are doing all this. Coomer's over here suing Patrick Byrne now, jumping in the middle saying, ah, oh, damn, I've been defamed, I've been defamed, I've been defamed. Mainstream media's picking that up, eating it like candy. They don't report on the fact that he runs into a building. They don't report on the fact that all of the problems happen in the adjudication process, of which he owns the patent. No, no, no. They don't report on any of that stuff, and they hone in and they attack you and say, no, you're an election denier. Well, well, I'm not denying that they had an election in 2020. Oh. It's that it was riddled with fraud. Oh. And that, that, that's the point. 
we don't deny the election of plants. Well, I mean, it's almost as if it were in some sort of weird world. Joe, we're in a world of Marxists. This is a Marxist takeover of America. Let's just be honest. You've touched on this many times on your show. Yeah. But, but I don't. I mean, I. You know, if you'd have asked me even three years ago, if I would, if the stuff that happened today, if I could have actually envisioned any of this that has happened, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, you'd have the the entire media lying about and trying to cover up the, the fraud and irregularities that occurred in 2020. You've got big tech trying to shut down uh, people who are, who are telling the truth. And, and it's this is just uh, in, incredible uh, Marxism. You know, you could go into all of the topics, indoctrination of our children and, every, and everything else. Now, all the, all the emphasis on, on race and uh, and, and ignoring of all the other facts. Um, all of these are, you know, right out of the, the you know, Karl Marx Communist Manifesto playbook. So it's, 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 I never thought we'd be here, but that's where we are, Joe. That's why we're fighting so hard down here in Georgia, and we got thousands of volunteers uh, behind us. Yeah, so, so here's, here's something you should know. There was 163 eligible voters in 2020 across the country. Right? Right? That sounds do, you want, like right do you want to know how many they say there are now in 2022? Oh, no, that's a good question. There's 330 million people in the country. All the statistics, by the way, contradict any of the numbers I'm about to give you. The new poll says, drum roll please, from 163 million. Brrr, only 8 million did not vote in 2020. 213 million registered voters. Uh, that's scary. That's telling me that there's a lot of, of fraud in, in voter registration. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they come up with all of these numbers that just blow my mind. I, I, I'm trying to understand it. How do you get to 213 million voters? How do you go from 163 to 213? I'm, I'm curious. I'll stay here. 50 million turned 18 all of a sudden. We must have had like a baby boomer problem. Those two years, they must have been having babies like rabbits. Right. I, I, you've got me on that. I have no idea. Maybe we, had another, maybe we had another COVID pandemic and everybody stayed home during that time. What was 18 years ago, Garland? 18 years ago. Say 18 years ago. Years ago was 2004. Yeah, and we, we were fighting for election integrity back then because we had the original DRE machine that had the um, the unverifiable voting, no paper trail, and that couldn't be audited. Just reprinted previous unverifiable results for a recap, and it was completely untransparent. So we were fighting starting in 2002, 2004 to get rid of that machine because Georgia was the first one. To implement that machine, first state that implemented statewide. Well, I mean, I have a question for you. What? Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, it. What? What are we supposed to? What are we supposed to think about what's happening in Georgia? I mean, what's the timeline here? What? Are, are, are any of the primary candidates? Is there a sense of urgency? Have they moved it up the list? Have they done things to to protect those people 
that are running for office that that got cheated? I mean, is there are you getting are, are you asking for a remedy to look into the machines? Are you what what's happening? Well, um, the first thing we're doing in regards, first of all, the election challenges, Joe, should move very quickly. Uh, they have priority in, in court cases, and we filed two of them, and we're anxious to get some evidence in front of the court. What we are seeking to do right now is to get the ballots off them, uh, the, the physical ballots. We have found out, and as you know, we walked through this point by point of your show a month or two ago, one of the best shows I think that uh, I've ever been on. And we showed all the evidence about the ballot images that were electronically altered prior to certification in uh, Fulton County in 2020. So we know those images are, are cannot be trusted, those Dominion ballot images. So what we're seeking is to get an independent copy of the ballots. And that, will, that way we can compare those to the results and we can verify whether or not the Dominion system counted correctly, not just for the race we're challenging, but for, for all uh, of the races that are on those ballots. So that's where we're going uh, right away. Uh, that's what we want to do first, because that's going to answer the question, did the machines count correctly or not? Whether we open one up, uh, that's going to be a fight to, to the death on Secretary of State's office. So we can circumvent this whole thing by just getting to the balance. And then once we find out if the machines didn't count correctly, then we can start opening up machines and finding out why, did, why didn't they count correctly. All right. So if they didn't count the vote correctly, and we know, which we know they didn't do, right? And they're making up these cockamamie stories that this log mixed with, with this information from this log, and it took the wrong information, so it took top line information and mixed it with this one. We know that's all BS, right? We know that there's a critical pathway that's actually driven for all votes. I mean, it should be anyway, right? Wow. They, 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 shouldn't, they, they shouldn't mingle. They shouldn't hang out and dance with each other, right? So we know that's all fraudulent. So my question is this. Why is it that the mainstream, and, and this is a rhetorical question, but I'm asking you, I'm asking the listeners, I'm asking every, I'm Captain Obvious here asking a question of Americans. Why is it that they fight so hard to hide information and say nothing to see here while saying, this information, Mrs. Frazier, ah, trust the media, ah. Sorry, that was on that show. <laughs> I just wanted to be able to do it again. Um, but why is it they do all this and we, and we have the proof. It's proof. Yes. Well, we were just talking about this last night. Uh, I think I was on uh, Mike's show. And it's the same, same point. If you have nothing to hide, you know, if I, I would be insulted, I'd say, look, let me prove it to you that these machines counted correctly. Here's the ballots. I will, I will go and get them open for you so that you can, you can look at them. If I was a Secretary of State, that is what I would do if there was any question. Since they are taking the opposite approach, which is we, they're going to fight us. They tried to do an amicus brief in our case to prevent unsealing. Fulton County went out and hired criminal defense attorneys because they did not want the, us to look at the violence. What does that tell you? We said that the evidence was counterfeit, or the ballots were counterfeit. We had six sworn affidavits, four from senior poll managers, and they went out and hired, uh, handled, uh, excuse me, hired um, criminal defense attorneys to prepare some look at the ballots. 
and Secretary of State didn't come in and try to do an amicus brief with his attorney general. It's obvious that there are counterfeit ballots in the 2020 Fulton County results. And every voter in the state of Georgia deserves to see those ballots and know what the truth is, you know, whether we're right or wrong. Okay, but but if there's if there's nothing, if there's I mean, let, let me just let me just ask the simple question. If there's voter fraud, why isn't it that the judges are doing something about it? Why aren't why aren't uh, politicians screaming from the highest building? Why are they not stepping out in front of this and saying, "Hey, listen, we've lost the trust of the American people." Like, why why is that not happening? Why are they running the other way? I think it's because it's not voter fraud; it's an election fraud, and they know it. If it's a voter fraud, if a voter committed fraud, they would be all over it. But if the, an election officials committed fraud, that's a whole different story. And I think they know it. And even the judges are willing to cover up the corruption because they are afraid that it will bring down uh, this whole enterprise of corrupt election. Okay, so we get to the bottom of it. It goes in front of a judge. Judge does the same thing they've done up until this point. And now we're right back to square zero where we've uncovered fraud and they literally say there's nothing to see here. What, what, the American people, I mean, there's some more information that's coming out of the next couple of days. I find it fascinating that Eric Coomer is suing people, not actually realizing what people around him are doing, including some of the programmers he had overseas. But, I mean, I think it's fascinating, actually, um, because it, it feels like it's just a ruse for the, for the media because they're trying to to calm people down from all the things that are going to come out over the next couple of days. But with that in mind, um, what can the American people expect? I mean, I, I, I think that people have gotten to that place where they're like, hmm, we're done. Well, if, if, if it's true, if the American people have gotten to the place where we're done, then it's over, Joe, as you know. Uh, you know Georgia will go down. The, if Georgia goes down, America's going down. If America goes down, the world goes down, and we're going to be under a worldwide Marxist group. I can tell you in Georgia, we have literally got thousands of volunteers down here that are willing to fight to their death to try to have honest elections. Because the key to, say, to solving this whole problem and turning it around is to have honest elections. As you know, Jonas, well, you, well, you I have think, fought as anybody. I think my, my word of being done is that they, they just finally want to kick these people out of office, not that they're just willing to, to submit to Marxism. Yeah. I don't think our country has an ethos for that. Um, you, you, I'm, I'm going to ask you a few questions about things that are happening in the media. I'd like to get your thoughts on those. Uh, the, sure. first of, the first of which is um, Governor Abbott declared an emergency and put the National Guard and uh, you know gathered up 5,000 illegal, uh, illegals in Texas and shipped them past the border. Um, what do you think about the illegals that voted in the election in 2020, 2021, and 2022? And do you think that uh, this sudden surge of courage, or do you think it's real, or do you think they're just this is a more kabuki, kabuki theater? Well, uh, let me just speak to Georgia, uh, Joe, because I can't keep up with everything that's going around the country. We are so heads down here. But as you know, the 2020 election turned in Georgia on the $330 million that, that Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chan, put into CTCL. Uh, Georgia got $45 million of that money 
and they uh, through CTCL, and the the head of the policy director in CTCL was David Clough, who wrote the book A Citizen's Guide to Defeating Donald Trump. So that forty-five million dollars in Georgia was used for three things: for partisan get-out-the-vote efforts to help Democrats. I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish. They've been a, a partner of the show for quite some time now. But IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices at the same time without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's and and for our listeners, they're they're offering an incredible seventy percent off your yearly plan to our listeners with a thirty day money back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, you're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off if you're using like ring apps or things like that you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized ip address but um that's just something you just learn when you get it but you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are uh, so go to ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily you do have to use the slash daily so ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily and claim your 70 percent savings it was used to install drop boxes uh, in primarily uh, Democrat uh, majority counties. And it was used to bring in free technical resources to some of the counties uh, to let them run, uh, let this third party run the Dominion voting system uh, in, in certain counties. And if they didn't, the counties didn't do that, they were forced to give the money back. So this was an election bribery scheme, as uh, I think uh, uh, Chief Justice Gableman has already pointed out, uh, probably more eloquently than I could have. So that what happened in Georgia, as you know, is in 2020, we had the, the primary uh, uh, problem was the all of the, what were probably counterfeit ballots that came in from those 242 mules out of the 2,000, those 242 mules were operating in Georgia with uh, a half a dozen different stash houses that were creating ballots according to uh, the evidence presented by uh, Greg Phillips and Catherine uh, Engelbrecht. So that, in addition to that, though, they also uh, did this, the vote manipulation. We know in Fulton County, because we've been over it point by point on your show before, and uh, we we posted that show up on Voter Events tab back, I think it was about a month ago. So that's how the election changed in in 2020. It really wasn't based on illegal immigrants voting. I think that was a ruse. It was the mules and the electronic voting that brought us down, funded by Zuckerberg. And now we are looking at the potential. Now that they got caught with the mules. They're moving more and more to the electronic voting uh, vote fraud, and that's going to be a little bit more difficult to catch, but we are on top of it as best we can down here, and we are going to uh, try to ensure that we can get these ballots opened up so we can make sure uh, that we know whether or not any was committed in the 2022 primary. You know, 
I wanted to point out something that I think is really important. The reason why I asked you that question is because there's this amazing amount of focus that you have in Georgia, right? So I could sit here and talk about what happened in Colorado and what happened in these other places. If it doesn't align with what's happening in Georgia, you really have no interest um, because that's your mission. That's the thing that you're focusing on. And, and, and so the reason why I brought that up is because people in their states, people in their area have to focus on how do they protect their community. Like how do you, how do you how do you fix this problem on a local level in all fifty states? And it, it's been said by many people that local problems or, or national problems you got to get local results, right? And so you're in your state trying to focus in and hone in on what's happening inside of of Georgia for a reason. And you've uncovered massive amounts of fraud everywhere. Even in light of all that stuff, I still haven't seen many hit pieces on Garland. I haven't seen many hit pieces on you because, frankly, you're you're just Plugging along. All right, well, just tell me what's going on. I'm curious. Well, how does this happen? How does this happen? How does this happen? How does this happen? So I'd like you, I mean, I'm not going to keep you for too long, much longer because we beat, beat a dead horse. Two things. Where can they find you and support you if they're in Georgia or close to it? And number two, um, you know, what's your advice for other people in other states as they start to look towards all the things that are happening? Okay, well, let me, let me take those in reverse order. Okay. So, uh, and, and, and let me, let me answer your first question. You made a really good point there. I don't want to lose it. There haven't been really many hit pieces on that. Mm-hmm. There haven't been many hit pieces on voter GN. There's a couple, there's been a couple that have said our evidence was, was false or incorrect. But we haven't really experienced that. And I believe the reason is, Joe, that we have a 20-year track record of nonpartisanship. Um, for the most of the, the first uh, 17 or 18 years, we were largely on the side of the Democrats who believed that they were cheated by the Republican establishment with the old direct recording electronic party machines. I believe they were right. And we, uh, we were very uh, strongly in support of them at the time, but they wanted the same thing that we want now, which is honest, transparent elections that are verifiable, auditable, recount capable, and fully transparent. So we've got this track record, and and nobody can really refute the fact that we're nonpartisan. So I think that has uh, helped us in terms of of not getting all the hit pieces and the the lawsuits and all the other things that some of the other folks have have unfortunately had to encounter. And the other thing is we just print out the facts. We just... We do our research, we have tons of volunteers, and we just provide the facts and the evidence, and we certainly try to, uh, to get those into course of law with, with lawsuits. We operate in the legislature and, and in the executive branch trying to force change here in Georgia. So, so the answer, I think, to your second question is, I would suggest to folks that uh, to try to do the same thing in their space. We're trying to be a model for other states. We have a team of total volunteers that do legislative efforts. We have publicity folks. We have a social media team. We have folks that have worked with the executive branch. And, um, and we have a litigation team. Uh, we, we are trying to do everything we can on every front to try to make a difference in Georgia, to try to save it. So um, I'm hoping that this will vote today. We think there'll be a model, really, uh, nationally 
for other other organizations to pick up. And and it is nonpartisan. That's a very important thing as well. So that that would be my answer to the second question. And then the first question, uh, Joe, would be uh, if voterj.org is a nonpartisan nonprofit organization, a 501c3, we survive to do all these things on the donations from folks like your listeners. And I do not take a salary whatsoever. I don't take money. I'm retired. Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm living on Social Security and an annuity or two. So I'm getting by. Uh, I feel like I have to do this for the good of the country. And I know that's the same way you feel. And uh, I'm going to keep doing it until we can get to the bottom of what happened in Georgia, both in 2020 and 2022. Well, I got to tell you, I'm very grateful for the work that you're doing all uh, for the people of Georgia. I want to thank you for your tireless efforts and your nonpartisan. And and frankly, I think they're wings of the same bird when we start talking about political parties as they divvy up the road, right? And the people yes. get left out. And and the more and more I have conversations with Democrats and Republicans and independents that that frankly, some of them don't agree with me. I like having conversations and talking to people who don't agree with me. I like it. I love it, actually. Because then I, because then I have a place where I can say, okay, let me show you what I have, and you show me what you have, and let's meet somewhere in the middle. It, and it always works. You always find a way in the end. And I'll repeat what it was telling me about a Democrat. Joe, I have a hard time not liking you. And my wife said it the other day. She goes, Joe, if I can count the number of times that people have said that after they sat down and had a conversation with you, it's amazing. And it's because at that point, I can respect them, they can respect me, I expect them respect them where they are. And then we can get to the facts, the truth. And 99% of the time when they see that truth, they don't really want to see it. So even if they walk away from you, they respect the fact that you did the hard work, you looked into it, and they become curious. And at that point, you've changed them. Now whether that, that mustard seed turns into something bigger later, that, I think that has a lot more to do with character. But we have to start having the conversation within, within our communities, not with these elected leaders in the mainstream media and big tech. I, Joe, I had that experience just recently when I had to present in front of the majority of our very liberal elites. And at the end of the presentation, they tell me, I think I've been uh, driven insane by a perfectly reasonable man. So well, I took that compliment. I, I, I tell you, being a personal, being a reasonable man is, is difficult because there's so much fraud that you know that it's 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 encapsulated in evil and we have to be able to fight that and push those demons into the sows and let them run off the cliff to their death and i don't mean that they die i mean that we we want the evil to die and get back to sensibility within our community and protect our, our most cherished asset which is our children absolutely well garland i want to thank you go ahead sorry keep going go ahead uh, i was going to say the evil was in those sows that were off the cliff and, and that's what we have to do. Garland Amen. Favrito, thank you for joining us today. God bless you. And anything I can do for you, you know you can always reach out. Joe, thank you so much. You're a real patriot. Always glad to be with you. All right. God bless you. You know, I, I had some other things that I wanted to go over. <laughs> I'm... Uh, I, it, it's always amazing for me that as people send me articles and I look at those articles, the amount of... the amount of fraud that exists and the fact that they continue to parrot and it's usually organizations that are funded by government apparatuses like NPR. You even had uh, Guardian do a hit piece today 
Um, if you guys don't know about this, The Guardian is not an American publication, yet they're getting into the American fight. Many of you probably didn't hear about this. Maybe you did. But Boris Johnson, right, resigned today. The PM of the UK resigned. But that's not the first resignation. There's been like four or five of them over the last couple days. Food shortages are happening all over the world. Gas prices are going off the charts. But I'm going to show you something else you didn't know. You knew what was happening in Georgia. You knew what was happening in Colorado. I was warned today. I had somebody warn me today. They said, Joe, make sure what you do, everything that you say, people are listening to you, your words matter. And I'm like, you're right. He said, well, you, you can't throw out voting machines. I was like, yes, I can. And they're like, no, you can't, Joe. It's not legal. And I was like, all right. Let me go back to the doctrine of lesser magistrates. And then I said to myself, or I said to him, I said, listen, that's not what we're advocating for. What we're advocating for is people getting in the gap and recognizing chaos is on the way. They're burning. Guys, listen, they are burning the forests. They're literally over the last two years, increase has been, I don't know, a thousand percent. I made up that percentage, but it's a large percentage higher. Antifa is dressing up, and the media is parading them around and saying, this is a right-wing extremist. They're not. The borders are wide open, and Abbott, as one of the listeners just pointed out, which this is amazing. You need to understand this. One of the listeners pointed out this. You ready? Very careful how they put this together. Let me see if I can go back to it really quick. I thought it was amazing. Uh, see if I can see. There we go. Uh, Abbott is just sending them back to the point of entry in the U.S. side and holding them. They will be released into our country. Really smoke and mirrors by Abbott. You are right. And this is don't pierce. You're right. That's what he's doing. And, and, and frankly, I brought it up because people aren't smart enough to see the wordsmithing that is happening in our media. Abbott's a good dude. No. We're declaring a national emergency and the fact that we have an invasion at our border. Should have done it two years ago, but they're really not doing that. They're rounding people up around Texas. They're sending them to the border so they can leak back into the United States. They're, they're a part of it. They're all a part of it. So the more we get into this, the worse it gets. The Republican Party calls Biden's uh, go to A2. Texas Republican Party calls Biden's 2021 illegitimate. More fodder. Kabuki theater. <coughs> Doesn't matter. Now, what the CSPOA is doing does matter. When you get 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 sheriffs in different counties across the country that stand up and say, yeah, we're going to look into election fraud. Yeah, they have the authority, by the way, to say we're not using voting machines in our counties. They have that authority to protect the rights of those people in their community. State GOP delegates also pushed state lawmakers to hold a vote on potential secession. It gets worse, guys. It gets worse. Justice Department is now suing Arizona for requiring proof of citizenship to vote in presidential elections. Are you serious? There's no sovereignty if you cannot have the people that are here. You know what? I'm going to go on vacation, and I'm going to go vote over in, in Australia. What do you think? Matter yet, I'm going to go to China. 
and vote over there. Be the only dissenting vote against their leader. What do you think? What do you think, Mr. Producer? Do you think I can do that? I'm just going to go to China, and I'm going to vote. I think that'd be interesting. Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how absurd this is. I'm going to walk in there. Boop, 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 boop. They're going to hand me a bow. I'm going to say, Shisha, thank you, Mandarin Shisha. Here you go. Here, here's my American passport to prove that I can vote in your Chinese election. It's Shisha. 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 Okay. Please don't correct me on Mandarin. I don't know Mandarin. Well, right it was wrong. We're all wrong. No, you're not. This is the craziness that is, 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 you know, but you know what we have, we have leaders that are actually being Captain Obvious. Too bad Jim Jordan, you know, I contacted his office way back in November of 2020, before I did anything else, before I ever stepped out to talk about it, I reached out that Monday morning to Jim Jordan's office and said, ah, we're too busy. That was November 9th, 2020. Right, and they reached out to me like a month later and said, yeah, we'll look into it for you. And I was like, let's walk through the information. And I started digging into, in December, all of the uh, models and papers and RFPs and everything else for Dominion. I started digging into it and stacking it and writing on a whiteboard, because I love whiteboards. And I'm like, this is how they stole the election. And I called people up, and I was like, listen, I gave it to them. Here. Now, one of his minions. But from the highest mountain... They're not screaming loud enough. They're not going back into their communities. They're not rallying the troops on the importance of the doctrine of the lesser magistrates and how the people can get involved. No, no, no. What they're saying is, we have to continue the fight. We have to sue. We have to put public pressure on them and speak truth. And somehow it will get through. No, it won't. That's a lie. And the greatest lie ever told was that the devil doesn't exist. And we know that the devil exists. But Jim Jordan put up this, this tweet today. The border crisis is intentional. The energy crisis is intentional. The inflation crisis is intentional. No. No. I, and I'm getting facetious more now than I've ever been. But do you also notice something else? I'm extremely calm. Why? Because we know how it ends. I warn you guys to stock up on guns, stock up on ammo, stock up on food. Go out, get non-perishables like rice, grains. Make sure that you have subs, you know, some sort of subsistence of power. Maybe make sure you have fuel. Make sure you have firewood. Make sure you can protect your family. Go out and buy, buy metal sheets. And you're like, Joe, why are you telling us to prepare for Armageddon? Well, let me ask you what you would have thought two years ago would have happened today. And the reason why I'm telling you to do these things is not because the sky is falling, but because you have to prepare for the sky to fall. It is biblical that it will fall. Everyone is out there trying to figure out how they can get their piece of history. So concerned about writing their name in the history books that they're not concerned about how they save their community, how they save their country, state by state. You got shitbag Coomer that's over there suing Patrick Byrne. I mean, I think we should just have a roundtable. What do you think? We'll have a roundtable of all the people getting sued by Eric Coomer, and we'll get on this show, and we'll talk about sensibilities and proof. And then we'll just say, listen, at the end of the day, 
part of this case is I'm going to get access to the code at Dominion Voting Systems. I'm going to get access to it because I will show them in the code. And by the way, if it doesn't line up with the images that we already have, then I'll know that they altered it. But they have backups because you got to have backups because you got to, right? And I'm going to show them how the fraud occurred. I'm going to show them. I'm going to walk through and say it happened right here in the adjudication process. And by the way, there's lots of more people around the country that have done images quietly. Lots. Not one, not two, not five, not ten. I bet you there's 30 that have said, guys, you got to look into this for me. There's like an army of them, people out there doing that. And, and yet they sit there and say there's nothing to see here as you run into buildings and do the things that he's done. It's not about me. It's not about all of this. It's about truth. So let's put this up there if we could. Could, you know, Biden and, and fact of, again, not respecting the sovereignty of the people in it, operating an Ill illegal, illegitimate regime, is stonewalling a bid for Hunter Biden docs. And this is Rep. James Comer. Top Republican on the House Oversight Committee pressed Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on Wednesday for information on the shady foreign dealings of first son Hunter Biden, accusing the White House of thwarting the panel's probe in order to protect the president. Protect Biden, sorry. Let me say that again. Rep. James Comer, for a Republican from Kentucky, claimed in a letter to Yellen that the Biden administration may have prevented the release of suspicious activity reports related to Hunter Biden. Okay, sus suspicious activity reports, if, one, if an American gets one, in their, in their deal, which, by the way, a couple of the shooters that shot up places had, a, had SARS. They had those. I had a SAR <laughs> when I worked overseas. And somebody within the little deal called me and said, psh, psh, hey, you know that work you're doing to help other people? Well, I just want you to know, because of the work you're doing, you have a SAR. <laughs> so don't take any money. Make sure you get everything approved through OFAC, Office of Foreign Asset Control. Don't deal with sanctioned nations. Don't do the things that you're not allowed to do, right? And by the way, you got one. But he has 150. My suspicious activity report was related to working on Muslim, Christian, and Jewish relations, building of common ground so we could stop killing each other. Yeah, as a Christian, being an example for them. Because they don't want that. They don't want us to, they want us to be divided. But I relent. I, I, I digress. Okay. So, so, this report, he has a hundred and, I'm again, I might not have this right, but I believe he has like a hundred and fifty of them. A hundred and fifty. And Biden's claim that he never uh, speaks to, Bi uh, to Hunter about his foreign business deals, a 2018 voicemail recovered from the first son's laptop undercuts that claim. Well, he can't remember it anyway. What can I do for you, Jake? Uh, no, to interject, as soon as they took over the presidency, they changed the laws. For the, for the Treasury. Prevented yeah. knowing, like wholeheartedly knowing that, that there would be an issue for them. So they came in and then they changed the laws. Yeah, it, this is mafioso type. I mean, this makes the mob look like the Boy Scouts. It's unbelievable. So I, I, want, I want to play this if I can. You're right, Jake. It, and, and, it's, and it's disgusting. And yet we sit here and we talk about, I mean, Garland Favrito, he's right. There's not been many hit pieces. You know why they hit piece me? Because they think I'm partisan. Oops. <laughs> they don't write about all the good things. They write about anything they can find. Oh, he said he wanted to hang people. No, I said traitors should be hung. It's a law. 
I digress. Let's let's play this if we can. I think this is important to play because then we're going to get into the oil crisis, and I'm going to do something to make you guys really, really, you guys are going to lose your mind. And by the way, Rumble, will you stop doing the things that you're doing to tell me that there's only 400 people on the deal because I'm getting now emails and text messages from people that can't get on Rumble. I don't know what's happening. Maybe we didn't pay enough. I think we pay quite a bit to be on there, don't we, Mr. Producer? Yeah, so, uh, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you guys are being throttled. I'm sorry that it's happening everywhere. I'm sorry that the left and the right seem to converge, and they don't want to hear the truth from anybody. Captain Obvious has no place for truth, because how do we get this guy to quit talking, and people will quit listening? So we go on 20 different places and FM stations. I get phone calls and emails, and will you come to our town? 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 Yeah, and, and I get people that can't even listen on Rumble. It's crazy. It's the craziest thing ever. <sighs> okay, let's go ahead and play this Hunter Biden clip. Can we, yeah, Hunter Biden being Hunter Biden. New Hunter Biden video. He's doing what he does best. Crack. That's next. Okay. The U.S. government doesn't work for you. They're too busy working for the Bidens. According to CBS, over 150 concerning global transactions involving Hunter Biden or James Biden have been flagged by U.S. banks for further review. Those are called SARS. Now, usually these flags indicate suspicious or potential criminal activity. But the U.S. Department of Treasury won't release them to Congress. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen could just hand them over to House Republicans. But she doesn't seem to think there's anything noteworthy about 150 suspicious transactions by the president of the United States' family. And many of these suspicious transactions involved foreign powers, probably because she wants to protect the big guy. Impeach, impeach. You see, we already know Joe and Hunter's finances were intermingled. We have the email from Hunter's business partner, Eric Sherwin, telling him that he was going to transfer Joe's tax refund money to Hunter because he owes it to you. And we know they shared bank accounts, and we know Hunter's guy did dad's taxes, and we also know Joe talked to Hunter about his foreign business dealings, no matter how many times he says he didn't. We have the voicemail. Joe left for Hunter back in 2018, thanks to the Daily Mail, giving him an all clear thumbs up after the New York Times talked about his corrupt Chinese associates, which Hunter was paid a million bucks to help. Hey, Palace Dad, it's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing not urgent. I just want to talk to you. I thought the article released the thing on online. It's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times. It's good. I think you're clear. And if you try to ask the Biden administration about it, like our very own stupid son of a bitch Peter Ducey did, you learn how to avoid a question. He says, I think you're clear. How is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business dealings? We're not from this podium. I am not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop. So I are will. I am not. Voice on the voicemail. I am not going to talk about alleged materials on the laptop. Speaking of alleged materials on the laptop, a newly uncovered laptop video from 2019 shows way too much of Hunter while he's taken a hit of what seems to be a crack pipe in a detox center.
Joe Biden paid for Hunter to go to that detox center. Would you say that's money well spent? <laughs> Representative James Comer is the Oversight Committee ranking member who's been demanding Yellen turn over these suspicious flags. So why do you think she's not cooperating? Well, it certainly looks like they're trying to cover for Hunter Biden, and this certainly is a pattern in this White House. Uh, but if you go back to the history of SARS, they were created right after September the 11th when George W. Bush was president. It was a way for banks to help the federal government try to catch uh, foreign money laundering and terrorist groups who were funneling money in to potential terrorist cells in the United States. That's how suspicious activity reports came about. And the fact that Hunter Biden and the president's brother have had at least 150, and we don't have access to his bank records for the last three or four years. This was just what was on the hard drive. So at least 150 suspicious activity reports. Some of those accounts may have been commingled with then Vice President Joe Biden. This is very serious, but Congress used to could get the uh, suspicious activity reports from the Treasury Department. All you had to do, any member of Congress, you'd have to be on the oversight committee, any member of Congress could request from Treasury a list of uh, SARS in their districts or in their state, and SARS would turn it over. But when Joe Biden became president, without telling anyone in the dark of night, he changed that rule, and now you cannot access those suspicious activity reports. So now this is an administration-wide cover-up. The Treasury's now covering up for what the Biden family is up to. What does it tell you about the Biden family business that not one, okay. not Take two, not six. All right, we've seen enough of it. We've seen enough of it. All right, SARS, suspicious, suspicious, suspicious activity report, uh, 150 of them. 150 of them. You have a, you have a I mean, this, this is the guy that got 81 million votes. Now, I want to point out something else because how many hit pieces have been written on me? How many? Oh, so I tallied it. You ready? Okay, here's my tally. Ready? Here we go. Um, 839. 839 hit pieces on me. <laughs> now, uh, 130 of them, I, I made this number up, but I <laughs> got written by Heidi Beetle. Now, it's, it doesn't matter about me. I mean, President Trump probably has 100,000 that are written about him. Uh, Roger Stone probably has 2,000. Mike Flynn has probably 5,000. But I want to point something out. In the voicemail, Joe Biden says, I talked to the New York Times. It's all clear. You're all clear. It's a conspiracy. It's a RICO violation. They're weaponizing the media and using it to go after with impunity people in the public. Rules for radicals. I mean, Georgia, not one election was right. The guy that was for strategy and security at Dominion Voting Systems cusses like a sailor, screams about being anti-American, admits to being bipolar, writes an article about abusing his wife, runs into a building... He does all this stuff while being in control of 50% of the votes of the American people. And he did not do anything to adversely affect the election. Nothing to see here. Nope, the guy is absolutely absolved of all wrongdoing. Nope, let's just sue everybody. Lawfare, lawfare, lawfare. In hopes that the lawfare will slow people down and stop talking about the election fraud that is right in front of us. 
Stealing elections has major consequences, it appears. Okay, now I need to tell you guys this. You guys need to understand what's something else that's happening. Last month, five, you know, our national reserves are down to 54%, the lowest point it's been in four decades, our oil reserves. So do you want to know what Biden did? Mr. Producer, what did Biden do last month? I imagine he restricted those. No, no. You need to pay more attention there, Zach. I, I think we should play the video of you sleeping. Should we play the video of you sleeping? No. <laughs> no. He's about to get mad at me. He sent 5 million gallons. Barrels. Barrels, sorry. 5 million barrels of oil to foreign countries. Hey, listen. I'm, I'm, listen to what I just said. Five million barrels of our natural, our, our, of our, 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 our reserves, he sent to foreign countries. What, what's up, Jake? Uh, to China, not just foreign countries. To China. Well, it wasn't all sent to China. All five million barrels were not all sent to China. So we got to be careful. I want to make sure that we're absolutely correct. It wasn't five million all, to, but a large majority of that, yes, went to China. You're, you're right. But, but, uh, but as we look at this. We're paying the highest price in gas we've ever paid in the history of this nation. I mean, and, I, and I, I want to talk about President Trump putting stuff out there. <sighs> he puts stuff out there, and he says, "Hey, listen, I know the I know that all of this bad stuff is happening, but it's okay. We'll recover." Well, how do you recover when the machines are defrauding the American voter? When everything looks like kabuki theater? How do you stay calm when, when families can't feed their family or facing a massive food shortage? Or we had a point at which where, where mothers couldn't get formula. How do you stay calm? Can you? Is, is this just another kind of blip? How do you tell us that you're trying to do things to ease it and the Republicans doing it when you send 5 million barrels of our reserves overseas? A vast majority of them to China where your son did a bunch of dealings. I mean, these are the things that you have to, you have to look at. The food shortages. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this, but farmers are standing up all over the nation. You know, the crazy ones in the middle of the, of the country that don't do much other than feed people. They're standing up. Coalition of Farmers right now is meeting this week in the U.S. to talk about what they can do to ease the pain that Americans are feeling related to food costs. That's happening right now. And while people are being paid off, some farmers are being paid off, and large producers are being paid off not to produce food. That is happening, people. They are paying people not to produce food. I want to tell those farmers that are taking the money from the government in order not to produce food, I want, to, I want you to know what it looks like to, to eat money how that's going to work out for you. I'm, I'm calling on the, the country, the people in this country, to resist the urge to want to get paid financial gain while basically burning your community and your country down. Because that's, in essence, what you're doing. But that's not, that, that just adds to the crazy. And, and to put this in words that I think most people can understand, that's, that's not even, the, that's not even the, the, the crazy that people are feeling right now 
it's it's not even related to logic. It's not related to logic. Mr. Producer, let's put this up. B6. In New York, a man was attacked. Find this video for me, will you please? A man was attacked. He was a bodega worker. He was charged with murder because he stabbed a guy to death who was attacking him. He was charged with murder by the DA's office for attacking him. Now, I'm not bringing this up because I'm trying to tell you that the world's over. We're in a tailspin. We're not. I'm trying to tell you that the people in positions of trust and authority are just not very bright. And they're not good people. They're bad people. You know, I've, I've gone through this process of saying to myself, I just want to make sure. I just want to, you got the video? Let's go ahead and play it. Graphic content. Sorry, you got, it, it is graphic content. If you're on the audio version, we're playing the actual video. He gets attacked. So this guy has money and he gets attacked by this guy. And he's, he's standing over him. The person there is saying, hey, and he, he's, he wants his money. Now he's yelling at the person at the counter. Goes back to the bodego, bodega. Grabbed a knife. And he had a choice at that point. either defend himself. At this point, you'll see him come back up again. And at that point, the guy falls. You know, it, watching somebody watching somebody die, I mean, and, and going through this, and we didn't watch him die, but I want to point out three things. Three very simple things about what you just watched. Number one, he was cornered. The guy wanted to harm him. He could have lost his life. And he chose to defend himself. And in defending himself, this old man against this young thug, he lost his life. And then the DA said, we're going to charge you with murder. So you get charged with murder for standing up. Because you're not allowed to defend yourself in New York City. Now, one of the things that, that did come out of this is that I think the bail, Mr. Producer, I don't know what the bail was set at, but it was set at something absurd to begin $250, with. $250,000. Yeah. So he had to go to, he had, he had to make a choice. Either live and go to, or go to Rikers Island. Defend yourself and live or go to Rikers Island. And I think they lowered it to like $5,000, right? They lowered it to fifty, so they had to, for, with 10%, they had to put down 5000 to get them out. What would you have done? And would you walk around this lawless place where people get pushed into subway tunnels? And, and, and I want you to understand something else. So that was the first thing. That I'm, uh, he had to make a choice. Defend yourself and live and go to jail because you know that these people are not smart and they're evil. That was your first choice. 
And the second, the second thing I want to point out is that all the politicians, they're all guarded by armed guards. <laughs> they have armed guards. They're on the 30th floor. They live in penthouses. They hang out with billionaires who went from being worth 70 billion to 40 billion. They, they, they are not affected by this bodega, bodega worker. That they don't have to go through the same things. No. No. They're not subject to the same set of rules that everyday people are. So they, they, they act with impunity because they can, because they will never feel what it's like to have to look over your left shoulder and right shoulder because they have 10 people around them. Stacey Abrams, in the last four months, for security. Do you know what Stacey Abrams has spent on security in the last four months? Please, will you tell me what the number is? $450,000 she spent on private security over the last four months. That's what cartels do. Cartels do that. Organized criminals do that. This is a, this is a woman that's running for uh, a governor. In a, in a place where you can't get one election to be done right. You heard it from Garland Favrito. And look, I, I have to tell you, it, it, they both cheat. Both sides cheat. Republicans and Democrats, they just cheat in different states and they divide the, the state up and like, let's create chaos, let's do all these things. And they both are very, have zero regard, zero, for what we as people go through. And when they get to Washington and they're fresh, fresh and they forget because... The power that you get being in Washington is all-consuming. They participate in the calling of people with grifters and blah, 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 blah. And they are so bent on just getting their place in the history book. That's it. That's all they care about. That's, that's what we deal with today. I, I, want, I, want, you to, I want you to know that all is not lost. There's a lot of good things that are happening around the country. So let me give you a couple of them. One, Seth is still out running around. Seth Cashel is still out running around talking about the election fraud now that's happening in the primaries. He's putting the numbers out there. We have lawsuits that are dropping. We have recounts that are being forced in multiple states. We have lawsuits that are being filed. We have, we, we have things that we're doing to, to make sure we f follow the path of lawfare. I mean, you got clowns like Coomer that are writing lawsuits just to, uh, I don't even know. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, he files all these lawsuits. Let me just tell you how this works out. It goes to court. He'll hide his money somewhere. I don't know where he'll hide it. Hide it somewhere. And then he'll just go bankrupt. He's already done it before. And nothing to say about him going bankrupt. Nearly three quarters of America has gone bankrupt at one point by the numbers. But there's nothing to lose for Coomer. He can become that little EBIT that they, that they use as a tool. He said it himself. Because they, they do have a, a habit of saying these things. I'll either be successful or I'll go bankrupt. And then you can't pursue it in bankruptcy. I can't, I can't go after him when he loses in court. When I sit in front of a jury and I say, here's the information... Or when Patrick Byrne sits in front of the court. And the law firm that represents him, oh yeah, they're just a, a, those guys, the left-wingers. 
No, Coomer's telling the truth that show up at the side of the road. It's not Coomer, by the way, that I have, a tr- I have trouble with. It's our, it's our apathy towards what's happening in our country. And we look at it, and we can't, we can't articulate what's happening. Well, I'm telling you what's happening. Go buy food. Go buy guns. Buy, go buy ammo. Go buy metal sheets. Go buy a, a blast shield that you can stand behind. That was Tig's idea. Make sure you have a blast shield, you know, a, a guard shield. Rifle-plated, bulletproof uh, shield. Yeah. Do those things. Every one of you. If you don't know how to shoot a gun, go learn. Join a range. Build a community. One of the things that we're trying really hard to do at DCF right now, and, and if you're in Colorado, you should, you should absolutely go to DCF Guns and say, I want to be a part of the community, the tribe. Because we're building a tribe of people who are in our environment that are heavily armed, who can protect the community when chaos does ensue. And by the way, national food shortages will cause chaos. And, and desperation will set in for those that are not prepared. And then their only the deal is, is that, look, they're really sorry. They, they don't want to take it from you, but they're taking your food. And, and it's going to happen. You can see it. Remember, everything happens in waves, right? So a tsunami, things pull back in order to go forward. You pull back, you walk out a couple, all of a sudden the wave is 100 feet tall. They can't stop what's happening because they manufacture it to happen this way. That's why these leaders are resigning. And I was told by a leader, (laughs) a state assemblyman, excuse me, a state uh, senator in another state, he goes, we all talk about it. We all talk about the fact that we are very well prepared. And you need to be very well prepared. You need to be prepared for what's happening next. And this isn't the rapture. I don't believe. I mean, I, I could be, I mean I'm, not, I'm not a prophet, so I don't know any of those things. But I do know that if you do the math, the math points to when good becomes evil and evil becomes good. And when people start looking around going, how are we going to get through this? Then you need, to be, you need to worry about it. You need to worry about it when everything is a shortage and they're sending 5 million barrels of oil to China in the middle of a crisis when we're at the lowest point of reserves in our country. All right. We're out of time. I'm not going to be on tomorrow, but Mr. Producer, you're going to be on. Where does that go? What's up, Zach? She says, what's up, Zach? Can't hear me? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to be headed down to Clay Clark's event. So I want to start by this, if we can, and tell you guys that uh, we have an event this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at DCF, right? You can go to dcfguns.co, buy guns, ammo, all sorts of stuff. Get training. Get training. Um, membership specials, all that stuff. We'll have a bunch of really cool things. We got a race car that we that we uh, a sponsor. Um, but get over to DCF Guns either in Calder Springs or in Castle Rock. Uh, in Calder Springs, it's at the East Store on Friday. It's at the Castle Rock Store on Saturday, and it's at the West Store on Sunday. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Mike Lindell. Go to my pillow. Use code CD twenty one. That's Charlie Delta 21. 
and save up to 66%. I think it's like 70%. We need to get a new one. Here's it Mike is high. They're sending us some new material. Yeah, and he's going to do a commercial for us, too, that we'll play um, in the middle of everything as well. Um, so, so I want you to know that um, Mike is still fighting every single day. He's going to be in Las Vegas on the 12th. If you want to get over to the CSPOA um, conference, you can go to CSPOA.org and visit them as well. I'm, I recommend that you go watch what's happening at the Clay Clark event. Uh, take it in small bites. Just watch little bits and bits and then go back and watch others. You'll have um, uh, Judy uh, Mikevitz that's going to be there. Dr. Mikevitz will be there. Um, you got a lot of great people that can be there. Uh, General Flynn will be there. Um, man, a lot of people, a lot of people will be there in Virginia beach. And if you get a chance to get there and you see me when you're there, please say hello to me. I will be there Friday. So I'm going to miss part of this and part of Saturday and I'll be back. So I'll be at the Castle Rock store Saturday for the event later in the afternoon. And I'll be there Sunday at our hundred yard range in, in Castle or Colorado Springs. So that's it. I'm going to go ahead and pray if that's okay with you guys. Listen, th this is not meant to be Armageddon. This is not meant to put you in a place where you feel like we don't have any hope. We have lots of hope. And hope comes from our faith in God. You know, I was asked today by my pastor what faith was. And I was like, faith? Faith is faith. Faith in God. Faith that in the end, we just, God handles everything. But we can help it along by doing good works. All right, so let, let's pray together, and then, um, and then we'll close out. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here today. Thank you for uh, the, the people that are a part of the Conservative Daily Family, and thank you for the people that are part of FEC United. Thank you for the people that are part of other organizations that are standing up. Father, thank you for Garland Favorito, who has spent the last 20 years literally looking for accountability and transparency for the people of Georgia. Thank you for his focus. Thank you for his tireless efforts. Thank you for the work that he does with so much humility. Father, thank you for, um, thank you for those leaders that, that are standing up, that are doing the right thing. Please fortify them, Father. Protect them. Give them the strength to continue to stand up and the stamina. Give them the wisdom to know how to speak and what to speak of. Father, I would ask you to break down the barriers of the mainstream media and big tech. I would ask you to bless those that can have a positive effect on where we go forward. And in this case, I would say, you know, there, there are people like Elon Musk that I just feel like he's, you know, he's becoming a truth teller and he's becoming a person. I, maybe he was before, but he's, he's speaking sensibility. So, Father, I would just ask you to amplify his voice and to protect him as well. I would ask you to protect those people in our community. Um, that have the means that they may support and may drive to accountability in our communities, Father. Father, please watch over the churches. Give them the courage to stand up. Give them the, the courage to stand away and step away from the perversion that has happened in, in, in your church. Or, Father, just restore us to a place where, as I was reminded today, that we get back to the church of Acts. It's outlined in Acts that we meet together and we come to solutions within our community and that we need each other in our community. And we break down barriers and we, we create an environment where we can unite. Set aside the, the Democrat, Republican, Independent, all that stuff. Set aside petty differences, be patient with each other, and fortify our communities, fortify our society against these evildoers. Father, please bless us. 
Give us the means to continue to do the work that we need to do and give us the path to do it on. I say all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, I got to tell you, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Um, go over to uh, and check out uh, Voter GA. See what they're doing. They got a, a couple new uh, press releases. And get involved. The doctrine of the lesser magistrates is going to come out of my mouth probably another 3,000 times. I'm going to do a presentation on it and what we can do at the Clay Clark event on Saturday at 1045 Eastern Time. So look for that as well. God bless you all, and I will, I will see you on Monday, and I'll probably do some live videos just to let you know what's going on while we're there. God bless you. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Fax Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.